Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. The Ole Miss Athletics Foundation has launched Forever Ole Miss, a new plan giving society. To recognize supporters who have included Ole Miss Athletics in their estate planning, one of the main benefits of Forever Ole Miss is the ability to designate priority points to loved ones upon the realization of a planned gift. For more information on Forever Ole Miss, please visit www.givetoathletics.com slash Miss. That's www.givetoathletics.com slash Miss. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome in to a post-game edition of Franchise Player. Oh, it's late. It's 12.38. Ole Miss got clowned by Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Wasn't fun, and this last six-week nightmare for Ole Miss to finish out the 2022 football season has finally come to a unceremonious close. Hey, buddy. It's David Johnson. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey man. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, wow. 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 That's um, that's about as disappointing of a first half uh, that I've seen from Ole Miss football in a long time. They fought. They fought until the end. But Ben, they were obviously not ready for taking on Texas Tech. They played better in the second half. But in the first half, the run game was anemic. Um, The offensive line was terrible. Uh, Defense proved to be what we thought they were. Not very good. Getting your two, two of your key players kicked out of the game. Troy Brown, then Tennyson, uh, didn't help matters. 
special teams was atrocious. I mean, Jonathan Cruz misses an extra point. And in the kick the, return for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the special teams touchdown, which was a haunting memory of playing Texas Tech back in the late 90s at the Independence Bowl. I think it was 98, the 98 Independence Bowl. I was there. I was there. And, I mean, they try to onside it. Deuce takes it all the way back to the house, ends the game like that. It was an an incredible moment. And damned if they didn't do that to us tonight. (laughs) I I mean, frustrated? Yeah, I'm frustrated. It's actually Thursday morning as we're doing this podcast. Um, It was a long game, entertaining at times. You thought maybe Ole Miss was about to mount a comeback at certain times in the second half. Uh, Look, I want to say this, though. Jackson Dart played his ass off. Love that kid. Yeah. Listen, man, he's a a fighter because he got the hell beat out of him tonight. Protection wasn't there. And Texas Tech just seemed like they were hitting extra hard. You know, they came out with the zeal of a high school team playing for a state championship. Ole Miss did not. They simply did not. They played up to the lead up to the game, which was completely non-consequential. It was a very, very boring lead up. I mean, honestly, I feel like a lot of people like me woke up yesterday and went, oh, crap, Ole Miss plays a bowl game tomorrow. That's just not typical to what you see for Ole Miss in the postseason, even back in the days when they were only going to the Independence Bowl and to Music City Bowl. But, see, that's where I'm at right now because I kind of mentioned on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three, at Spirit, but on Twitter. David writes for Inside the Rebels 247, at Rebels 247. Um, I was just watching the game. I uh, didn't go to Houston. Uh, I was expecting to go to a New Year's Six because that's how they started. They were 7-0. and And they finish 8-5. and They lose their last three games in the regular season. They get blown out in the bowl game for the second time in back-to-back years. I'm not even concerned with the final score because it was an exhibition game that was meaningless. It's not like the winner advances in a tournament play to play a championship or, or play for a championship at the end of this rainbow, which is what pretty much every other league of consequence in the world does. What this game was was a scrimmage of two teams that played a season, and now they were just kind of, you know, going through it. And, I, and the coaches coached that way. They just kept going forward and forth. Down. I mean, there's no – like, I know that I'm that Lane Kiffin's a big analytics guy, and he he's more like – he appeals to my sensibilities as an analytics guy too. But there is no book on earth that says go for it at your own 11 when you're really tr- – down three in the second quarter when you're really trying to win the game. So let's not act like the stakes were consequential because they weren't. Well, they let's, weren't let's, so like let's talk my, about analytics for a second because you know Andre Ware said something on the broadcast tonight that just registered with me. You're on the third floor of a building, and analytics tell you the quickest way to get to the ground floor is to jump out the window. But you better sit there and think about your situation first because when you jump out the window, because analytics told you to, you're probably going to end up dead. There, but there's no book that told Lane Kiffin, no analytic that said go for it on your own 11 if you're actually trying to win down three in the second quarter. That's my point. The game was was treated, the lead up to it, the coaches and the way they coached, the in-game strategy, everything about it was not particularly serious. So for me, it is not the result, the final result tonight or this morning that should have Ole Miss fans frustrated. They should be justifiably frustrated that they finished did their team eight and five and yeah. you've already come to a contract agreement with Lane Kiffin, paying him yeah. nine and a half million dollars. And Ryan Day, 
has Ohio State. He's pay, making the same money as Ryan Day at Ohio State. And Ohio State is in the playoff despite a disappointing season. And Ryan Day is, has a section of his fan base calling for his head, even though you can count on one hand how many losses he's had in four years. So Lane Kiffin said that the expectations are supposed to change. He batted away a question from your coworker, Jerry Redding, after the Alabama loss in any way, like, considering or just dismissing outright a moral victory. Well, eight and five is the most moral victory season I can think of. And we're told by Lane Kiffin to not think that way. So if you're mad tonight, it shouldn't be about they lost the Texas ball. Who cares? The Texas ball. You should be pissed off that they're eight and five and lost the way they did in the final two months when they pretended to be a contender to start the year. And they were like, that's the, the hardest thing I think for Ole Miss fans to accept you know, you say, you say, though, this is an exhibition game, and it, it was. It is. But you pay your coach to win every single game. And, and anytime you ask a coach, what's the most important game on your schedule? What's well, the next game? Well, this was the next game. And, and, and you know, I, I mean, the honeymoon's over. We yeah, know, the, we the all problem with it is this is you already lost all kinds of capital for a three-year honeymoon when you lost your final three games. Then even more than that with the Auburn stuff. And now to lose like this, I mean, you could start to say that maybe the the cracks in the foundation were starting to show when they got their ass kicked in the Sugar Bowl. I know that Matt Corral went down and Luke Altmaier came in, but they weren't competitive. And then you start this year and get everybody's hopes up, thinking, well, maybe, you know, Lane Kiffin and the bravado – and 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 with what's being promised here, taking the next step, breaking through their glass ceiling, they give you that. They flirt with that, and then end up being exactly what you feared that they were, which is a pretender. And that's but the unfortunate you know thing because you're not paying him to not be a pretender. You're paying him to win like Ryan Day to be in the playoffs. So the Texas Bowl, I don't care about that win or loss. I care that they were in the Texas Bowl to begin with. But all through that seven and zero start, you and I talk, and we're talking, and we're telling ourselves, "Man, this is great." But at the same time, we're telling ourselves the most impressive win was Troy. And it still is today. Yeah, today. Yeah. Of, in all eight wins, the most impressive victory was the season opener versus Troy. And I'll be honest with you, even if they had beaten Texas Tech, I still might have said Troy. Yeah, yeah. Troy had a great year. So and that's the problem. So, so you know. I get it. Ole Miss fans want to spit right now. I get that. Um, man, and I remember back after the Alabama loss, you and I telling everybody, don't worry about it. Everything's good. I feel good about this one. And then it all went to hell. They lost five of their last six games. I mean – you know, that's not the yeah, – you can't hang a momentum hat on that at all. You can't say we're on the rise. Um, you look back now and you go, thank God for Matt Corral, or you wouldn't have won 10 games last season. So – Well, schedule, of course, but I mean, like, that's a – you have to give – Lane Kiffin credit for that because Matt Crowell wasn't Matt Crowell until Lane Kiffin. No doubt. No doubt about that. Absolutely. But you also have to give him credit for this eight and five season where you lose five of your last six. That's right. 
That's right. Equal parts praise and also, hey, man, we got to start to think about the resume and really consider it um, objectively and pretty, pretty fierce, right? We have to take a real hard look at it because they're 18 and nine over the last two years. That's great. But you lost however many, they were seven and oh, and went one in four to finish or one in five to finish. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, that you're not paid for those results. It'd be different if you were making six and a half million dollars, you're making nine and a half million dollars. And you told your fan base after the Alabama loss, we don't accept moral victories. Good. I agree. I think Ole Miss should aspire for greater things, should aspire to be better than what it has been in the past, to believe that it should be on the same playing field as Alabama and Georgia. I'm glad that we're all on the same page now. However, you're still delivering old Ole Miss results. So now it's up to him. Like every other aspect of Ole Miss football has stepped up. Ole Miss fans with NIL, when, when they were scared to death that, that Kiffin was leaving to go to Auburn, gave him $10 million to go get players in NIL. Yeah. He stepped up when, when a school, he thought there was a real threat for Lane Kiffin to leave. He stepped up and is paying him more money than we ever thought a coach at Ole Miss would ever get, quite frankly. Nine and a half million dollars. He's in the top 10 nationally. I think top seven nationally now. Yeah. And you're losing the Texas Bowl in embarrassing fashion to finish eight and five. Now it is not about the fans and the fans showing up and complaining about the fans not showing up. It's not about oh, we need more money in NIL coffers or the administration needs to do this, need to upgrade the Manning Center. All those answers have been given. All of those times in which you've called Lane Kiffin for old Mr. to step up, they've stepped up. Now it's on you. Now you got to give the on-field results because that's the expectations you have created. Good for you. I agree with you. I'm not knocking it. I'm saying we're now judging you accordingly. Pro mindset. Yeah, in all ways. It, it yeah yeah i mean i'm trying to not let my own emotions affect what i say tonight um but i'm rather angry at how this season ended for old miss fans me too they did I think not so. deserve it no i mean old miss should have defeated arkansas old miss should have beaten mississippi state and that's the thing. That's that's the really um, tragic thing in all of this for Ole Miss fans is they were asked to step up to the plate. They did. And it's not just the bowl game. It's not just Mississippi State. The Arkansas game was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Terrible. And everything that came after they started, like everything that came after Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss started serving fans turd burger after turd burger, it never got better. Despite to say, hey, if you do this, this is what the results will be you will get a better result. Ole Miss is taking itself seriously now. Lane Kiffin believes he's the one. And yet you lost like that to Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Yeah. It's not okay. Not okay at all because man per man, you look at the Ole Miss roster, you look at the Texas Tech roster, Ole Miss should be the more talented team, period. And – well, it's different if they show that they weren't. They were the more talented team. After, Despite all that, the fourth down misses, the turnovers, they were still only down three. They were the better team. It's just how catastrophically bad they played in all three phases. They turned the ball yeah. over offensively. Defensively, same issues popped up. Special teams failed them. In every way imaginable, they failed, and that falls on the coaches. That's a preparation issue. This was an execution issue. It only falls on the players and the coaches, and we both agree that the players played hard. 
And that's on the coaches too. Good for them. They played hard. And I was kind of worried about that because there wasn't a lot of momentum or build up to the Texas bowl. So it comes down to execution. Well, execution falls at the feet of the player of the players and coaching. If the players did their part, then it's on the coaches almost exclusively. They looked yeah. ill-prepared. That is Lane Kiffin's fault, and it's okay I, to say that. I have probably written 10 recruiting stories to one bowl story on average over the last three weeks. Oh, yeah, me too. Period. I mean, you know. Every podcast. So, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Texas Bowl on any of our no, recent podcasts. Talk, talked about recruiting, yeah. and – I didn't receive one single complaint about that because problem. this was just a the Texas Bowl. It's the Texas Bowl. Um, you know, it was just a bad showing. It'd be like Ole Miss giving uh, David Cutcliffe that kind of money after what the '98 Independence Bowl. I mean, yep, yep. What are, what are you doing here? And that's the thing. You can't say. Expect more of me. You can't be Lane Kiffin to step up and say to God and everybody, your fan base, the media, whoever will listen, expect more of me and then get defensive when they expect more of you. That makes no sense. Yep. Yep, because we do not play for moral victories. That's what he, he said. That's what he said. I so mean, what's so now? Like, after after seeing that, like, what what for you? Like, I know that's what all Ole Miss fans are thinking. What now? What's the next step? Yeah, and honestly, I'm to, kind of at a loss to think of what's next other than, oh, yeah, recruiting. But, I mean, Malik Heath was added in the portal. Jordan Watkins was added in the portal. I get it. There's some trepidation or at least some hesitancy from Ole Miss fans to go, okay, well, I'm not going to put my full faith in Trey Harris and Chris Marshall coming in and balling because we were promised this with these guys. And that, again, falls on the coaches. Yeah, it definitely does. And, 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 you know, my question to you is, what does a loss like this do to NIL fundraising efforts? See, that's the more interesting question, the most pressing yeah. question. The loss in and of itself does not matter because the stakes don't matter. They inherently do not matter. The only thing you get out of a win in the Texas Bowl is a generic trophy that says Texas Bowl on it. That's seriously it. I mean, seriously, who played in the Texas Bowl in 2020? Do you no remember? Idea. No, no idea. It's just that's that's it. But when you compound it and think about it in totality and look at the full resume, that's when the holes or the glaring problems, red flags, start to really show themselves. And yeah, if, I, if I've got a million bucks right, just laying around and I want to help Ole Miss, I, I look at this team and they lost five of their last six Ended up being a very average football team. Do I do it? The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. 
code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. See, and that's the pressing question. Because that's the only way Ole Miss can tangibly get better. It's like the oldest football adage ever. It's not about X's and O's. It's Jimmy's and Joe's. Most of these guys are really smart, especially at this level. Get the best players. And Ole Miss fans have given you the money to get the best players. And you've gotten some studs in the portal. But you also signed a sub-top 25 class in the early period, which was far and away the smallest in the SEC. So the Ole Miss fan that you're asking, have been asking, imploring to give their money. Lane Kiffin, directly almost, imploring Ole Miss fans to give up their money, their time, and their commitment, renewed commitment, and step up in their commitment in all phases, including financially, they're not getting the return on their investment. Correct. So if you're not getting a return on your investment, then how can you get better? But that is all created by Lane. So Lane is the best thing that could have happened to Ole Miss for the last three years, especially considering where Ole Miss was. But now he has reached his crossroads. And it came later than most coaches get, really. It it came a lot later. And his crossroads has got the soft cushion of $9.5 million a year, $182,000 a week. Yeah, yeah. It's like 25000 bucks a day. Yeah, so, yeah, the Texas Bowl by itself, who cares if they win or lose the freaking Texas Bowl? I don't care about the damn Texas Bowl. I care that Ole Miss was just in the freaking Texas Bowl. They shouldn't be because that's not what they're paying for. The return on investment is not uh, equal or or even remotely representative to the commitment made from Ole Miss fans for Lane Kiffin, who asked for these things. All very true. All very true. So you asked, you know, what, what, what now? I mean, obviously, 
we're going to turn our attention back to recruiting, right? I mean, you're in the middle of the portal season. There's another signing day coming. That's going to be the storyline. Certainly, probably not going to be men's basketball. Um, and um, it's, it's got to be recruiting. And then before we know it, it'll be March and time for spring practice. And everybody will have all these awesome hopes again. And we'll go out and write stories to perpetuate those hopes. And then we'll see how the 23 season plays out. Um, and it's tougher. You know, you got a road trip to Georgia. And, and Alabama. Oh, yeah, of course, Alabama. But you're and being yeah. paid to win those games. And your first presser, Lane Kiffin, says, we didn't come here to be good. We came here to be great. He scolded Ole Miss fans for applauding his team's effort in a loss to Alabama the first year, that first year. Did it yeah, again this right. year. Yeah. They're yeah, not here. Was, you told them not to be here for moral victories. Eight and five is the moral victory season. That's exactly what that is. That's building up getting a little bit of uh, recruiting momentum to build on, to sell some hope. But you have not shown signs that you're ready to build on the 10-win season of last year. And the thing is, we were all ready to give you the benefit of the doubt because of how much you lost, including Matt Corral. We said all of these things. We said before the year, hey, if they win eight games – that's actually a really good job considering the roster construction and, and what all they had to do, both in the portal and on the recruiting trail in high school. They did those things, and they won eight games, which, if you looked at it by itself, is good, but not when the expectation has been told to be different. Yeah, top 10 salary, you should have a top 10 football team. Yeah, That's it, it, like moral victories and eight and five and all that. And going to a bowl and the boys getting one last ride. Oh, they fought their hardest and they just came up short. That's not okay. That might have been okay here before, but it's not anymore. It's not. And it's because Lane Kiffin has said it's not. So well, it's okay it was, to say the, the Texas Bowl and the results. Yeah, that was frustrating. I'd be more frustrated that they're just in this position to begin with because now we're supposed to be expecting real momentum. And this was your last chance to generate that for 2023. So you're going to have to create some of that goodwill back on your own, Lane. And, you know, we were talking about NIL. More than $10 million pledged for this class. NIL, as I understand it, is money in, money out. It's going to take twice that much next year because of your competition. It's going to take more. Every year it's going to take more. So... Ole Miss fans raised $10 million this year. Next year, don't be surprised when you hear we need $20 million to remain competitive. And, you know, I don't like that. I think players should get paid, but I don't like that. Well, also, Ole Miss fans should respond then, okay, what am I getting for my $20 million? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, this year, you got eight and five. What are you going to get next year? The way I see that schedule setting up, probably similar results to what, what we got this year. Okay, that's not good enough. It's very black and white. We have clarity of pur purpose with Ole Miss football now under Lane Kiffin. Eight and five is not good enough. Oh, well, they play Georgia and, and Alabama at their places. Okay, you're paid to win those games. You're being paid and compensated in that way. So win those games. The, like, I agree with you. Winning eight games next year with that schedule, historically with Ole Miss, we go, holy cow, what a year. 
that is not what we're asking for anymore because Lane Kiffin said to ask for more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I want to really note too, I really want to note too, and I don't want to forget about it. Miles Battle's in the portal and he's taking visits right now. And I think it's yeah. a testament to him and Luke Altmyer who came in when Jackson Dart got hurt. Jackson Dart, I thought, had a really good game. I could actually argue neither of his interceptions were his fault, but I don't want to really digress in that shitty-ass game. What was really cool for me, or something that says a lot about the current culture of football and guys doing it and approaching it in the right way, even though it's clunky and weird and it's a strange thing to go through, he's in the portal and he's out there making plays, even going all, going hard at the very end when he doesn't have to. to save keep, the touchdown. Save yeah. the touchdown, punch the ball out of fumble. Yeah, keep Texas Tech from scoring forty points, dropping a forty burger on this team. <laughs> yeah, he he's one of those guys that I would love to see withdraw from the portal. Yeah, I think he's I think he's gone though. That's unfortunate. I think it's unwise. Um, I but think I get it. They should keep Miles Battle, but um, you know we'll see and and. You know, look, guys, there are going to be more portal entries from Ole Miss now that this game is over. Get ready. Um, it's going to be like that for all the schools. Everybody, everybody. But don't get caught off guard. Right. Because it's going to happen. I thought There's it was uh, I thought it was really cool that Miles did that. And also, if we were picking players of the game, I don't really want to – like typically in the post-game shows throughout the year, we would name players of the game, who won the week, and – do all this kind of stuff, plays the game. But this is more of a looking ahead and big picture kind of podcast. And we're doing this on the fly after midnight. We're, we're tired. It's already 102 now. Um, Davis and Igbenosa after, after trailing off toward – sorry, was that? The guys we're going to miss the most. Who are they? Oh, I'll, I'll throw one at you. And, and, and even though I don't think he played particularly well tonight, and they certainly didn't play well as a unit, you're going to miss Nick Broker. Yeah. I think the old, I think Ole Miss can improve on its offensive line. What I was going to say though is Miles Battle getting in and guys will miss for Davis and Igbenosan after starting hot and then trailing off toward the end of the year. This was by far his best game since I don't know maybe October. He was great, and that gives you there were encouraging things. I thought Jackson Dart dropped a couple of absolute dimes. That touchdown to Jordan Watkins was beautifully placed with two guys in his face and he's falling backwards. And then the back shoulder fade throw for a touchdown late there to Malik Keith was great as well. But if you're talking about guys they're really going to miss, I want to know what Zach Evans is going to do because that is the one. If he leaves, I know that Quinshawn's coming back. But this team is built to run, to really run, like to pound teams. And they don't need to be as running heavy as next year to be more balanced if they really want to go where they want to be. And that's why you're excited for Trey Harris and Chris Marshall. But Zach Evans is an absolute stud. He was great tonight. Great. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, I, I thought Michael Trigg played decent tonight. I really do. He was okay. He got beat there across was, his face. Was, he got his ass kicked across his face on fourth down. And then – uh, he didn't line up right. What would have been a big gainer for him was like a 20-yarder got negated because he didn't line up right. He was covered. Yeah, I was looking for effort. I saw effort from Trigg tonight. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably all that really matters with him. Just yeah. a single pass, but he was trying. I do yeah. think he was trying. There's some hope for him. But Jesus, uh, that's a low bar. Zach ran for 37 yards tonight, Ben. You were kind of hoping this would, you know – you want, you want the best for the kid. 
And mm-hmm. I think Zach was hoping this was going to be the maybe a showcase for the NFL. The guy I think who made some money tonight, Malik Heath. I think he made money. I think so too. Um, you know, Jonathan Mingo, three catches, 53 yards, but he had a drop, a critical drop. Um, you know, I don't know, Ashanti Sistrong. You know, he comes off the bench cold when Troy Brown gets ejected, ends up leading the team in tackles with 12. Yeah, well, they need you for next year too, bud. Oh, definitely. No doubt about that. Um, Trey Washington played well tonight as well. Got that pick. Yeah. And you know who else? Tavius Robinson. Man, what he a great played. year for him, right? Well, it was. I think Tavius is a draftable prospect. I really do. Most improved. Um, let's do that. Let's do end of season awards to get out of here. I would say most improved player on the team is Tavius Robinson. I agree. I agree, man. He gets to the quarterback, and I don't know if it's the height angle or what, because Tavius is like six foot seven, but man, he can swat the balls out, right? The Kentucky game earlier this year, he did it a couple of other times, did it tonight as well. Um, he, I think he was the most improved player. You want to the go? Most, you want to do the easiest category? Newcomer of the year? Oh, there's no doubt. No <laughs> here doubt. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Offensive newcomers, Quinshawn. Defensive newcomer. Ooh, ooh. That's that's a little tough. Ladarius um, Tennyson. Probably yes. Who will not play in the Mercer game for the first half next year? Oh no! Whatever will Ole Miss do? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I could go with that. Absolutely. It was, yeah. Troy, it was Troy Brown. Uh, I don't know. All we'll right. Give it, we'll give half of it to each. MVP. Oh, that's a good one. Quinshawn. It Quinshawn. has to be. Yeah. 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 I mean, almost, I don't know if he, he may have gotten over 1,600 yards after tonight's game. Um, yeah, I mean, nobody could have expected that from a three-star prospect from Pike Road, Alabama. The where the hell did that guy come from award goes to who? Dayton Wade? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I do. Um, Offense or de- offensive or defensive lineman of the year, just lineman of the year. Oh, Nick Broker. Yeah, yeah you almost have to, you you have to go with him. He's getting all American recognition. Although JJ Piggies, man, you know, he he makes plays. Period. I I like what we saw out of Piggies this year. Is he gets more comfortable in that defensive line position? Remember, he signed as a tight end. You know, I think you're going to see great things out of JJ. And the thing about Nick, he came back specifically to play left guard so he could help his draft prospects for this year. And he did. Yeah, that you know, exactly and, and a lot of people forget. You probably know this. You know who Ole Miss beat for him? Flat out beat. I can't remember. Tennessee was Ohio one. State. Yeah, Ohio State. That's right. Yeah. He had the Ohio State offer, went on the official, went home and committed to Ole Miss. I'm just so glad he, to see his plan work out exactly how he hoped. It did. It did. Um, There's a silver lining tonight after that shitty loss. It's that. One of those is that. 
I agree with you. I do. He played well. So um, there you have it. Early, 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 way too early. You're going to laugh at me. Prediction, record prediction for Ole Miss in 2023. The night after the Texas Bowl loss. We'll come back to him next year, this time next year. Right now, I'm feeling seven and five. Oof. Why? That, I mean, why would that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. I'm kind of right on. I was hoping that you made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it's not going to be easy to get to seven. Mm. It's not. Well, hey, nine and a half million is supposed to get you a lot more than seven. Ole Miss has to go to Tulane week two. They'll win that game. They should. I felt the same way about the Texas Bowl, Ben. Do you need Jackson Dart to take a Matt Corral-sized leap for Ole Miss to really challenge? 100%. Absolutely. That's a scary proposition if it's that one-sided. I think it is. I mean, the quarterback is the most important man on the field at all All times, period. So, yes. And, I mean, look, Jackson threw for 361 yards tonight and two touchdowns. He also threw three interceptions and fumbled the football, 25 of 41. I mean, the kid can throw. The kid can run. Um, You know, tonight I think his decision-making was frenzied and hurried a little bit, but he can definitely do it, 1,000%. And, um, you know, but he needs to take that next step. And it's hard to define what that next step is. Yeah. But there is a step there that he needs to take. He did show real growth towards the end of the year. You could see progression. 100%. 100%, And I I think the good news with Jackson Dart is that Ole Miss has its starting quarterback for the next two years. I don't think Jackson's going to go pro next year. I hope he does because that that means he took that step. You hope. But I have no, no issues with him quarterbacking Ole Miss for the next two seasons. Me either, but nine and a half million is supposed to get him taking that step and becoming like a top 10 pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. You're dead on. Absolutely. You're right about that. We have but, clarity of purpose now as Ole Miss media people, fans, whatever. It's a pro mindset. Yep. He's David Johnson at Rebels247 on Twitter. He writes for Inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. Thank you, my friend. We'll do it again. Howdy, toddy, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sit. 
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.